This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to Hey You, a You on Netflix podcast. I am Joe Lipset and I'm joined as always by Sheree Bohannon. Hi, Sheree. Hi, Joe. How are you? <laughs> oh my God. It took me the entire episode to realize that when he's doing the, oh, you, you, when he's doing his sexy, seductive you thing, now he's talking about the killer this season. Right? Which, I mean, good for him for mixing it up because it was getting still. <laughs> so true so true yes folks we are back for another day we're talking about season four episode two portrait of the artist and sheree we are firmly in a whodunit and i'm living i i could not be happier again they were like let's do so many things differently and i'm like yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) every step yes It's fantastic, if for no other reason, because it feels like the show is finally going in that meta direction. Like, you and I have spent several episodes complaining about how Joe is just so unaware. Like, he he lacks self-awareness. And yet, here is the show reading him to filth by not just like the whodunit that he thinks he's above, Mm -hmm. that he finds himself living in, but also characters kind of calling him out in dialogue. Yes, we've needed this. Like, it's like the writers are having fun with us because mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about how we haven't been sure for a while if the show is laughing with us or if we're laughing with the show. Mm-hmm. And this season, they were like, what if we were all in on it? <laughs> and we knew that forever. And I was like, yes, this is <laughs> like Nadia, for instance, is just like, mm-hmm. so if we're going to be meta, let's get real meta. And that's my right. like bit. And I'm like, not mad about it because. She's fun, she's relatable, she's unique, and also she's just not very impressed with Joe, and he needs that in his life. It's so true. Yeah, so we didn't mention Nadia last episode. This is one of Joe's students, who was also a student of Malcolm. There's an insinuation that she may have been sleeping with Malcolm, but at the very least, she passed along a manuscript that she was writing to him. We should acknowledge this character is played by Amy Lee Hickman. And yeah, she basically lays out the rules of a murder mystery whodunit. So this is what we're keeping our eyes out for. There are no coincidences. The motivation is because of sex, money, or revenge. And then what comes to pass in this episode, the first suspect is usually the second victim. Which... I appreciate because nobody else was clocking Simon but Joe because Joe Mm -hmm. has to be so wrong. And so his first suspect (laughs) was the first kill after. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Rest in peace, Simon. I'll admit, I want to see that body. I'm a little annoyed that we just get to see the killer's POV as it attacks him a la slasher movie. And then we just have to hear, oh, he lost an ear. It's been stolen. Right? Because, like, we opened the season not getting afraid to get our hands bloody. And so, like, Mm -hmm. I want us to keep that energy. Yes, absolutely. Although it is interesting that we are collecting body parts because we also neglected to mention that Malcolm was missing a finger. So now we are collecting. We've got a finger and an ear. 
And I want to know what's going to go missing next, because we also keep talking about penis. Right? Any day, any day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This makes me think that the killer is also similar to Joe, because we know Joe loves a good box for the girlfriends he's about to kill, and then he keeps those mementos anyways. This is true. Everybody loves a trophy. Right? And so I'm just like, you have so many people possibly that are similar to you, unless it's the one person, Reese. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm following and I like it. <laughs> so this second episode really builds nicely on the foundation that we had in that first episode. So episode one, introduction to Sundry House, which is this expensive bar place. Uh, we should acknowledge that it is owned by Adam Pratt, who is played by queer actor Lucas Gage. And he is also an American, so we don't have to suffer through a bad accent here. (laughs) But he very quickly comes to the forefront because it seems clear that Malcolm was indebted to him for some bad gambling debts. So we follow him, and I thought the twist was going to be that he was queer, but it seems like he just has a pee fetish. Listen, because... He was being super sus at that table at the top of the episode where mm-hmm. we're going through all the suspects. And I'm like, he yep. has a secret. What is it? And for it to be that, and I, because I'm me and my brain is my brain, I was mm-hmm. thinking logistically, wouldn't you want like a bathroom or a shower right after? Why are we doing this in 100%. public spaces? Look. Yeah. <laughs> I I get that you own the club, so maybe it's a safer space to indulge in your kink, but absolutely, you got to put down the plastic flooring or you got to climb in some place you can just rinse off immediately. Right? Because he put on goggles, but like his hair and his chest are just there. And Mm -hmm. again, maybe they do have showers in this space and it's like somewhere in that hallway and I just don't know about it because I'm not there. But I was like, (laughs) logistically, that's where my concerns are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Are we just mopping this up a little bit? What's going on here? Right? But I also thought it was interesting because he's he's metaphorically pissing on this waiter um, and treating him badly in front of mm-hmm. audiences. And then he goes to the room and gets ready to get pissed on, literally. Right. And so, yeah, I, I thought that was a nice little shift. Mm-hmm. But the logistics, that's where I was at. Yeah, it's just fun right i mean so joe realizes that he's in a whodunit which he considers the lowest form of literary prowess because he's elitist and he's a white patriarchal dick (laughs) which nadia confirms for us uh literally through dialogue that's all fun Mm -hmm. and then we spend the majority of the episode at simon's art show and shocking everyone simon is revealed to be a fraudulent artist he has actually plagiarized this work and taken credit for it from his assistant blue who it's inferred that he got her addicted to drugs or he just used her uh, drug dependency to discredit her so that he could claim uh, ownership over all of these paintings which are obviously going to sell for a huge chunk of change Oh, yeah, because the rich are always getting richer. And I I feel like we are having the commentary we've been trying to have these other seasons about mm-hmm. class. Right. And we got lost along the way because I think season one was definitely like almost about to stick the landing. Mm-hmm. And then season two and three just sort of lost sight of it. But this one, Joe is back to being like the leadest, the rich, even though he's among them and keeps finding mm-hmm. himself among them. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also kind of got his eye on people like Blue and like the waiter who is like definitely being mistreated. And so mm-hmm. I'm just like, hmm, maybe, maybe Joe's more aware than we give him credit for sometimes. 
Well, it's nice to see the show acknowledging that it's not just Joe versus rich people. It's like there are other poor or maybe even more disenfranchised people in this world than just poor Joe Goldberg. Yes, because it it's not the actress fault and it's not necessarily the writing's fault. But I just I have a hard time assuming that somebody will have this privilege mm-hmm. who <laughs> keeps finding himself in these circles of rich people. And then he like kills his way out of it um, right. as a sympathetic person i'm supposed to be like oh yeah he's the everyman he's all of us who are like lower class (laughs) yeah it's a it's a little bit wild right one of the things that nadia ends up telling him is that he can't be basic because he's posturing as though he's writing a mystery novel that's why she's helping him to break down the plot so she tells him well your private investigator can't just be a person who like goes about trying to find a shallow motivation for the crime and he's like oh of course that's literally what i'm doing but he realizes he needs to lean into his strengths and again i think this is the show reading joe without him even acknowledging it he says i have strengths that i'm not leaning on and then he goes i'm observant and i'm just like no sweetie you're a stalker and a voyeur Right? A professional one. And like, I, that bit where Nadia says that came right when I was like, are we really going to do it this way? Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know how this writer's room is just like, what, let's get in their heads. When will they get tired right. of this? When will they be ready for something else? <laughs> the time is now. <laughs> right? I was like, now it's perfect. Thank you. It really does feel like they're zigging when we expect them to zag based on three years worth of them doing this, right? Like, this seems so much more fun and playful than I expected. Literally, that's most of my notes is that they are playing and they are having fun. And so I'm having fun. It doesn't feel like this writer's room shut up to just do the work and go home. They shut up to be like, no, we have this world. We get a chance to like really redo the things that we have been doing and to blow it all up. Let's do a murder mystery. Let's <laughs> um, <laughs> let's get heavily meta because again, like I I lost sight of when I was supposed to laugh with them and at them, and now we're like back in line. And I, it feels so good. It feels so good. Hmm. What do you think of these new characters, though? So this this episode kind of expands it out. So we're getting a little bit more about Adam. Uh, we also are spending a little bit of time with Roll, who is played by Ben Wiggins. This is the kind of like bratty guy who has a sort of punchable face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, we're also reminded that there is Connie the horse guy, who is played by Dario Coates. And my favorite line of the episode comes from Connie when he talks about Malcolm and calls him a twatty big dick. <laughs> I cackled. Oh, I cackled. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, we saw that dick and it was pretty big. It was. I was like, oh, sir. Um, <laughs> I That's my favorite line of TV possibly from this entire year. I'm calling it early. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's an early contender. It is. Um, I, I love that we're getting more of all of them because like this is definitely a sea of red herrings mm-hmm. we also fold in vic and lose elliot for certain now which i also like that choice yes uh so vic seems to be lady phoebe slash adam's kind of i don't know what is he the muscle he's the kind of Aaron boy but he's also you know roughing up joe when he sees him investigating adam yeah, he does not like Joe. And I think it goes back to uh, tell us all this time, uh, people who are shady see other people who are shady and Joe mm-hmm. is very visible to them. 
Right. And so I'm I'm definitely looking at Vic because he wasn't in the first episode. I didn't remember him at all because this is an actor no. that stands out. Yeah, because this is Sean Pertwee, the guy who, you know, he literally has his own series where he's playing Alfred the Butler before he becomes Alfred the Butler on Batman. <laughs> so, yeah. And so I was like, this is interesting because we just got to, well, I just got to be complaining loudly um, <laughs> mm-hmm. about how I don't want Elliot to stick around because we've sort of done that before. But I'm not right. mad with this Vic version of basically the same character. Mm-hmm. I do love that we have Elliot basically literally just showing up on a little camera like hey why did you call me great now i've got to burn this phone fuck you i'm on vacation i'm out of this life right because if more people had said no to joe at any time in the series they would still be alive Hmm. yes i mean the, <laughs> the trick is to get away from joe as fast as you can <laughs> right um elliot and marianne are doing the good work <laughs> there we so, go yes <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so what else about this episode stands out? Like, we get a little bit from this art show, but it's really mostly focused on how Simon is probably lying. We Mm -hmm. know that Adam is willing to spend a ridiculous amount to find out what's inside an egg because Mm -hmm. he's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) We also get some more Joe and Reese, and I feel Mm -hmm. like in a different world, that's a couple. Right. Which, again, like we talked about it in previous episodes... I don't think Joe knows who Mm-mm. Joe is and what Joe wants sexually. I think sex no. is a thing he just does because the women he's obsessed with want it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, maybe this is why he doesn't have male friends. It's because he hasn't, like, really, like, thought about this and explored this. <laughs> he's too much in danger of falling into a sexual relationship with a man if he's not careful. <laughs> right? He's like, I, I don't want to unbury that. I don't want to unpack that. So let me just keep obsessing over basic things and see where that gets me. <laughs> Well, I'm curious now that you say that, because one of the other interesting things that the second episode seems to be veering away from is you and I both thought that it was setting up that he was going to become obsessed with Kate. And he's very clearly keeping an eye on her. But in this episode, it's not sexual. Like, he's not interested in her that way. He seems to think that she could be at the top of the suspect list. Which I love, because... Kate was definitely in some areas where mm-hmm. we've seen this sort of dance with love where we thought he was pursuing this person and following this person and stalking this person, but it was right. mutual. Mm-hmm. And because like the way he sort of hides from Kate without hiding from Kate, she oh just walks God. by him. I'm like, <laughs> moment, are we? <laughs> that moment sent me. I was like, wow, she is stupid or blind <laughs> or both. <laughs> I was like, it's that or this is big camp. And I just mm-hmm. don't know. So I'm just going to cackle, but I'm also going to note it in my little notebook because I'm Harry mm-hmm. the Spy. Um, (laughs) I was like if we get another Love Quinn situation um, but it's Kate and so it's a little bit more (laughs) mysterious Mm -hmm. and I I don't know because again like we are playing with the ingredients we've had and new ingredients and so I don't know what all we're pulling right yeah it really feels like it could go either way but I love the fact that the obsession at least right now seems to be about finding the killer like Joe is full on in the murder mystery business and he's not in the stalking women being creepy business yes and for so many good reasons because whoever this person is is using their resources unlike in previous seasons because people are always like something's wrong with him but let me not Mm -hmm. use all of my money to find out what it is right this person's like pull the file pull the Mm -hmm. file (laughs) and i love that because now like things are escalating for joe in a way they don't typically do 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, to the extent where I'm like, dude, your life is exploding. Have you considered just leaving this all behind and trying again somewhere else? Like, this person is regularly breaking into your apartment, leaving you weird notes, sending you texts that disappear on something called Evanes. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> but it's like, at the end of the episode, Foley walks in to a red yarn kind of display of, hey, bitch, I know exactly who you are. You fucked. I was shooketh. I can't even imagine walking in on a scandal hit board in my own home of all of my sins, let alone mm. if I were Joe Goldberg with those kind of sins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I also think that he might be into it because normally right. he is the pursuer and he's being mm. pursued. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know who the person is, which is part of what draws him to these women. He has this fake idea of who they are based on like two or three things they've done in front of him. And he's like, I'm going to make up a vision for you. And this is what I'm pursuing. And then when he gets mm-hmm. there, they're not that. And he's like, well, I got to kill you. And so. <laughs> I th- as you do. As you do. And so I think that him not knowing who this person is, um, but this person is definitely giving him the Joe Goldberg <laughs> treatment. Right. I think he's happy, as happy as he can be, and he just hasn't Mm -hmm. addressed that and owned that yet. Yeah, me think he does protest too much, because he says that he wants to find this person and get back to his happy European vacation, and part of me is like, "Mm, I think you like being pursued. I think you like being important to somebody. I mean, we'll see if this escalates into violence, like if somebody starts attacking him, Maybe we'll have to reevaluate, but right now, yeah, this is very much cat and mouse bullshit. It's super fun, and I think Joe is actually enjoying himself a little bit more than he wants to admit. Oh, yeah, which is why he fell into this so easily because. Mm-hmm. Again, he woke up with a body and he's like, I probably did that. Um, he, he gets rid of the body and he's like, oh, I didn't do that. But let me also play this game. He wasn't mm-hmm. like, what are my other options? Could I leave again? Because he's left so many different lives now. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> if he didn't want to be, he doesn't have to be here. But he's like, no, I need to know. I, I got to know. And will that be his downfall? Because I actually don't know if we're going to get a season five or not. I've not asked questions because I don't want spoilers. Ooh, you are coming in hot and heavy with some interesting ideas because, I mean, my gut impulse says as long as Penn Badgley wants to do this and it's doing good numbers, Netflix will keep this money train rolling. But at the same time, we've already acknowledged that we're veering very far away from the source material. Like this season is coming out before Kepney's new book even debuts. We have no idea if they're going to be speaking to each other, but... Yeah, I mean, hypothetically, at some point you say, how many more seasons can we possibly follow Joel Goldberg? I keep saying Joel. <laughs> Joe <laughs> Goldberg. And and here's the other thing is that like, because they are doing this soft reboot now and they mm-hmm. have thrown so much out the window, there's no reason they couldn't throw more out the window for season five with or without right. Joe or with Joe as like not our lead because time jumps happen. I don't understand why, but they do. And again, like, we're not fucking with the you we've known this season. Mm-hmm. So anything and everything. I see that. But at the same time, part of me thinks we've gone to such an effort to do the soft reboot that why wouldn't we be setting this up for multiple future seasons? Like if this soft reboot works, reignites interest, maybe gets some of the people like you and I who are a bit naysay back on board, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's future in this. This is IP. We can continue to mine. Yeah, I 
I don't know. I'm everywhere. Because again, I came in here <laughs> being like, this is you. I got this. Right. And they were like, no, you don't. You don't No, you don't. Us. Girl, it's a whole different show. Right? Right? I'm over here reeling with my own scandal hit board now. And I... <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm super curious to see if they're going to be able to keep this up. This second episode solidified that I'm so much more on board than I think I was in even season two and season three. Again, no shade on those seasons. I like them a lot. But this already feels elevated to me. Like, we're stepping up our game. We're having more fun with it. Come along for the ride. Yes. Like, this is definitely you grown up. It's like the Mm -hmm. first three seasons were them in high school or college. And now they're like, now that we're (laughs) going to keep going, where do we go? Right. Yeah. This isn't this isn't baby Dexter anymore. This is grown up you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> With that said, of course, I can imagine that even if they did close the book on this after this season or even in a couple of years, I fully believe that give it 10 years and we will be doing Dexter baby only with Henry. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Pin Badgley will be there giving his best old Dexter, being like, got out of that life. But oh my you. God, they just put a little gray <laughs> into his beard and call it a day. Right, because he'll still look 28 because yeah. he's Pin Badgley. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, I wanted to recognize one other kind of standout, very telling meta line. Again, I'm assuming that they acknowledge this. Okay, two. One is when Roll asks him, oh, you're American. Which coast are you from? And Joe just kind of gives that like wink and he's like, both. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, season one and season two. Got it. I loved that. And I also love that Roald was like, "Mm, you seem very Californian to me. I was like, do you know Mm -hmm. something? Do you know something? Because again, I'm spiraling because anybody could be anybody. Everybody's a suspect. (laughs) Right? I'm living. <laughs> this is what I need. Like, more red herrings. <laughs> I'm I'm happy. I'm content. I'm going to hop on this third episode the second we hit stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it's everything we asked for. Somebody heard us before we asked. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. And the, the other line that I think is very telling and maybe more meta than they realize, or maybe I'm just reading into it too much, is when Kate dishes in to Joe and says, like, why are you even here? This isn't your city. These aren't your friends. And then she goes, you are a hollow nobody with no life of his own. And I was like, oh, my God, that is literally like she just read him so badly because that is him to a T. It is, which is why he keeps doing what he does and getting the same results. Mm-hmm. So the only question is whether or not the result will be the same this season. Listen, I'm worried for Kate, <laughs> but also <laughs> I forgot to talk about Phoebe and Adam's relationship because it's oh, cold. Yeah. yeah, there's something fucked up there. Like we talked about how she seems like the only nice one you suggested. She's just kind of like a shallow party princess. Mm-hmm. And here we're not getting anything that suggests otherwise, but clearly all is not right between these two. Yeah, which again, people have fake romances all the time when they're rich mm-hmm. or they need things from each other. But I also clocked how everybody responded when they were like dragging Joe in his cheap suit and he was like, right. Phoebe sent me and the, the air changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she clearly carries a lot of power among the group. And then, of course, because Kate is tied to her, it seems like people will defer to her opinion. Um, and, of course, we're also learning that nobody seemed to respect Malcolm. So, again, 
more red herrings because everyone kind of has a reason to get rid of the guy nobody likes. Yes, I, I, I'm i still circling Phoebe. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm still thinking she's my top suspect, okay. but I'm still circling her because at the end of the day, if she has her eye on Joe and Kate's her best friend and she knows she has her eye on Joe, of course mm-hmm. Kate's going to be like, we need distance. Um, but also probably keeping an eye on him as well because that's her friend, whether or not she's in him sexually. Right. And so like, whatever it is, Phoebe's going to be in the center of some nonsense. And I just, I didn't know what nonsense and when. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I picked Reese as my likely suspect the last episode. I'm not sure. I mean, he's still definitely the most observant, kind of level-headed, down-to-earth person. He acknowledged that Simon wasn't well-liked and that he was a bit of an asshole, hoped that he would change, now he's dead. Uh, I don't know. I feel like this episode just did a really good job of saying, hey, anybody could be. And also, we just introduced like a bunch of the people who were in the background in episode one, brought them a little bit closer to the forefront. So it could be the horse guy. It could be gay face. I don't know. It could be anybody. It could be Nadia for all we know. Like literally. Right? Actually, it really could easily be Nadia because she knows all of the clues and she clearly didn't have a great relationship with Malcolm. I would live. I would live. I would she love was, that. Right? Good for mm-hmm. her. Um- <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, well, tell you what. Why don't we park the conversation and we'll come back for episode three tomorrow. <laughs> I'm excited because, again, this is a damn good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this break between seasons is going to hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that Netflix knows us well enough that they're like, oh, If we gave you all the episodes, you would just binge them all. You can only have half the season. Sorry. Right? It's so mean. (laughs) Why are they doing this to us? (laughs) Okay. Well, Sheree, if people want to speculate further with you, how would they get in touch? You can find me at Miss Sheree on Twitter. There are three S's in there. I know what I did now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still apologizing for it, but it's already done. It's done. (laughs) Where can I find you, Joe? <laughs> uh, I can be reached at B Stole My Remote, and that's the letter B. And of course, uh, thank you, as always, to the Anatomy of a Screen Pod Squad Network for hosting the show. If you do want to get in touch with both Sheree and I at once, you can also use the show's Twitter handle, which is HeyU underscore pod. Yes, um, it's a good time over there because this is a good time of a show and it's a good time of a season. It's true. And Sheree is very busy with all of the gifts and the memes and so on. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my love language. It's like Joe Goldberg will stalk a person and I'll just send some, <laughs> send some memes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I memed you from across the room. <laughs> right. <laughs> Terrible. All right. Well, we will be back tomorrow with our analysis of episode three. But uh, until then, take care, you. <laughs> I love that. (laughs) The Anatomy of a Scream, Pod Squad.